Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to her tell. Okay, this is going to be fun because we get to do a little bit of inside baseball, but we still get to talk about the things we always talk about on the show. You know, I talk about young voices all the time. We have those people on there. This is the guy. This is the guy that coordinates all that. He helps me with that along with Jason Reed over in the UK. But uh, Caleb Franz, how are you, my friend? Andrew, it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be on. Yeah, this is cool because I'm usually talking to you about the show, and now I get to actually talk to you on the show. Uh, but you have your own show as well. You're coordinating for Young Voices. Just real quick, though, because I'm always talking about it and I don't take the time to explain it. Uh, tell folks what Young Voices is. Uh, I'm now partnered with you guys as all. Well. I've even got an official page with my picture and everything on it. But this thing's been around. It's very impressive. Uh, tell folks what you guys actually do, though. Yeah, so uh, Young Voices, we, uh, we work with uh, young people from 18 to 35, roughly, uh, there's 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 a little bit of wiggle room between like what constitutes as young, but <laughs> but generally speaking, that's was that that's, a dig? Uh, that's well, maybe you know, maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, you're you're the oldest young voice that we have. Thanks. Um, but uh, but we generally work with uh, with young people between 18 and 35, trying to help them get their uh, get their career started if they are interested in careers in uh, in media or in policy or in academia. Specifically, uh, young people who have a, a slant or a lean towards the ideas of liberty and, and of classical liberalism. Uh, those are the people who we want to work towards and we want to help build up. Uh, and build their profile uh, in the movement. And one thing that I was always impressed with from the beginning, your predecessor, Stephen Kent's good friend, kind of got me into doing podcasting and things like that. Um, it's a nonprofit. I learned really quick starting to do my own media and broadcasting and even in my writing things. It's kind of like the gold rush where like everybody comes from the gold rush, but the money was actually in the saloons and the gambling and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people that just want to make money off people trying to get into media, trying to start podcasts, trying to get platforms. You can spend a lot of money and not get anywhere in a hurry. And that's one of the things that really impressed me about Young Voices is, is you guys are trustworthy. You work with these young people and you're not trying to take advantage of them. You really are trying to boost them up a little bit. Yeah, that's right. And I think, um, you know, one of one of the components uh, that, uh, that that you're going to be involved with, actually, uh, is uh, that I'm, I'm really proud of is, is the mentorship program that we have. And, and that's going to be something that I think uh, is going to help cultivate uh, really good um, results with really good people. Uh, and I think that's a that's a key component in anything that uh, people do uh, throughout throughout their life, but especially in something as as dicey as the political arena or in, in policy and politics. Um, when when we're talking about ideas of liberty, 
uh, I think it's really important that we have really good, decent people uh, showcasing those ideas. And uh, I, I think that fortunately at Young Voices, we, uh, we are capable of doing just that. Yeah, I'm talking to Caleb Franz of Young Voices. Uh, the thing about that is that's so important to me is when, when we start talking about you know, the politics realm and getting outside of just the news cycle and just reacting to everything, I think it's really, really important. And the reason I was so excited to do the mentorship part of this isn't because I'm such a great guy, but it's because this thing goes fast. And like, you know, we, we seem like we've been talking about millennials for 10 or 15 years now. Well, they're all pushing 40 or over 40. The next generation's already, you know, starting to come out of college. The next generation behind them's in the middle of high school. This thing keeps going really, really fast. And if you don't set up people to come alongside you and people that are coming behind you, whatever your ideology is, whatever your politics are, uh, you're just not leaving anything if you're not carrying these people along with you as you work. And I, I think that's something that our politics for the last 20 or 30 years, as we kind of went into the mass media that went into the social media realm, I think that got lost because everybody just kind of got used to following a big name or following a, a superstar commentator or a radio host or a TV star. I don't think there had been a lot of mentorship for people kind of more my age that are mid forties, the end of the Xers, the, the older millennials. This is something I think is really, really important if we're going to have good ideas going forward. Yeah. You know, um, and, and this is going to be something that we'll, uh, we'll get into here and in, here in a little bit once we, we get into uh, the programming aspect of it, but uh, something that I've really become much more of over the past year or two is, I think I'm much more of a, a communitarian um, in the sense that, you know, I, I, I believe in the ideas of liberty and everything, but I, I, that idea of community, it's something that uh, people on the left tend to like to prop up quite a bit, but for really bad reasons, you know, <laughs> the classical liberals are always been the ones who are like, we can do this by ourselves if we work uh, together and cooperate with one another and interact uh, with with people in our community and people in our own space. Um, and I, I really think that's a key component in making all of this work. Uh, and that's, you know, hopefully that's uh, that's what I'm, I'm trying to, to do a little bit in my own way uh, through uh, through what I'm doing at Young Voices as well. Yeah. Caleb France joining us on Herd Tell. Um, now we, on our program, we bring on everybody. I've had uh, very progressive politicians. We have a lot of conservatives. We actually put this program out on conservative talk radio you're from the libertarian wing uh so talk about that for a minute because i know we like to kid online our libertarian friends a little bit sometimes because uh y'all got some well, there's plenty of content there yeah so. <laughs> there, there's never a lack of content yeah. but um there's a lot of overlap to people uh across spectrum on across issues just throw me the pitch for a minute for the audience that maybe doesn't listen to the libertarian side of the argument that much kind of throw them the the pitch of where you come from with your libertarianism you talked about the communalism which i think is a big big deal something i'm working really hard on of you know trying to find that common cause with just about anybody the whosoever wills we used to call it in church right mm -hmm. Um, but just pitch it for folks that maybe just know the online caricature of it. Uh, practically speaking, just talk about why you're a libertarian, why you identify with that and what you're trying to do in that realm. Well, you know, uh, I, I think the, the best way to go to go about it is uh, the little phrase that, that Matt Kibbe came up with and, and wrote a book uh, about called Don't Hurt People and Don't Take Their Stuff. At the end of the day, that's that's really that's really it, you know. 
um, I can I can cooperate with other people and 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 get along with other people who have wildly different uh, cultural beliefs or personal beliefs, uh, whether they be much more liberal or much more conservative. Uh, I tend to skew a, a little bit more conservative on on a lot of issues uh, whenever it's like cultural issues or something like that. But but when it comes to should the government get involved in fill in the blank. Uh, the answer is almost always no, uh, and that I think is at its foundation. You can you can have a lot of very different beliefs in uh, the libertarian sphere um, without wanting to impose force uh, on people and and having people cooperate uh, in a healthy manner, which kind of gets back to the community aspect of of what I was mentioning earlier, uh, is really fundamental. Uh, in in my opinion, to to the ideas of liberty and making making it all work. If 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 you, it's it's great, you know, I I like the idea of just going out and and getting a getting a cabin in the woods and just saying, you know, forget everyone and and just you know hunkering down and and living my, out my own life uh, in that way. Uh, that's really appealing. But at the end of the day, um, if you don't cooperate with your neighbor and if you don't uh, convince them that the ideas of liberty is, is something that's really important, there's nothing that's really going to stop them from trying to impose uh, their views on you. So we have to, to be able to talk with one another and we have to be able to cooperate with one another. Uh, and I think that's going to be the best way to, to keep the ideas of liberty uh, safe and, and as secure as possible. Yeah, talking to Caleb French. Uh, let's make sure we got the nomenclature right, because I think people misunderstand when we're talking about liberty. I say it all the time. I say, you know, I want my general philosophy is I want the most freedom and liberty for the most amount of people possible to just to kind of as a baseline. When we're talking liberty, though, um, what do you mean by liberty? I know it's a big word. We could spend, you know, a whole college semester just describing liberty. But what does that word actually mean to you? Because I know people call it the liberty movement. Libertarians like to use that term. But what does liberty actually mean to you? To me, liberty means uh, being able to pursue your own happiness um, without it coming at the expense of someone else. Uh, and that's that's really about as bare bones as it can get. What that looks like um, and how we can make that work beyond that uh, is open for a much broader uh, conversation and interpretation. Uh, I think there are key values um, that help make that underlying philosophy work. But at the end of the day, letting people live their lives uh, to the to the extent that they see fit, you know, I'm trying to figure out my own life uh, and I'm sure you are too. And I don't have enough time or bandwidth to try to figure out everyone else's. Uh, and that's that's basically the the gist of uh, whenever I think of 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 liberal ideas, truly liberal, classical liberal ideas. Um, it, it is, is the essence of, of what a lot of the founders would talk about and, and, and what a lot of them uh, would promote uh, as far as their ideas go. It's just getting uh, people out of each other's lives. Yeah, talking to Caleb Franz, we're going to take a quick break on her tell when we come back. We're going to talk about some of those people from the past he just mentioned because he has a program where he's reviewing those people, Profiles and Liberty, uh, his show, and we're going to ask him about that when we come back right after this. Ah, 
Kyle. Welcome back to Herd Tell. Having a little fun with my friend, Caleb Franz. Uh, we talked about your stuff with Young Voices, but you yourself are also a content creator. We call them nowadays in the fancy parlance of the biz. Uh, Profiles and Liberty, you do your own podcast. I love this stuff because I'm a, I'm a history guy at heart. That's kind of like my, my core thing is history. I love when we explain things like liberty and freedom and our system of government by going through historical figures. And that's what you've really been doing on Profiles and Liberty, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, just for a, a little bit uh, of background on, on the show, I used to have uh, another podcast. It was called uh, Maliberty. And it was kind of a catch-all on uh, on on content creation, and and I would have uh, interviews, and I would ha- I would do solo episodes, um, and then I did that for about four years, and uh, toward the end, I, I was getting a little bit burnt out with uh, with the same old song and dance, as, as they say, uh, and I I tried to figure out what is it that that really it makes me passionate, and what what is it that that I can really get behind because I still wanted to create some content, um, but I didn't know if I wanted to, to keep doing that all the time. Um, and what I realized after, and including after some, some feedback from some of my friends was that some of the best episodes I did on the Liberty were history centric. Um, and that those were also the ones that I had, I felt the most satisfied with, I felt the most, uh, purpose with. Um, so I decided, you know, I, I want to not only tell stories and tell, um, tell about the, the individuals who inspire me, but I want to give people in the liberty movement heroes to, to be able to look up to, uh, essentially. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who's featured on this show that I have is, is going to be someone that you specifically will look up to, but it means that there's going to be someone there for a little bit of everyone. Um, and in the first season that, that I had, which started, uh, which started in July 4th of last year, uh, ran for eight episodes uh, of Profiles on Liberty, and that uh, was on the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Um, we went through uh, figures like Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Benjamin Franklin um, and uh, a few other people who, you know, you, you or, or members of your audience may not be as familiar with, with people like George Wythe. Uh, or uh, Caesar Rodney and, and individuals like that. And then this upcoming season, which is premiering on February the 3rd, uh, is going to be on, uh, it's, it's dubbed the Equalizers. And uh, essentially it is uh, about those lesser known or, or some of those unsung heroes who, who try to fulfill the promise of July 4th, which is that all men are created equal, uh, and that extends to both men and women. And uh, the the idea is that, like with the first episode, we have uh, a really great episode queued up for on Frederick Douglass that I'm very excited about. Um, and a lot of these individuals, again, are meant to inspire uh, the listener uh, to to be less negative. It's easy to doom scroll on Twitter and <laughs> and and go into uh, how how terrible everything is and how terrible every everyone is. Um, but that's not really going to help promote a a healthy culture, especially within the liberty movement. Um, whereas finding those heroes who Yes, they had flaws, but their underlying mission was to move forward with with uh, with a with a better future. Um, that's something to look up at, and that's something to be inspired by, and that's something that I want to highlight. 
Yeah, and one episode you did uh, of the first season, I think plays into a few things we've talked about with you today. We talked about your communitarianism and leading into that. Mm -hmm. You did the big names like Adams and Jefferson, but you also did one of my favorites from history that doesn't get a lot of play, uh, Benjamin Rush. And one of the reasons I find him so fascinating is a lot of people don't realize later in his life, he became the go-between when Adams and Jefferson had their falling out. And we don't have that, that great, coda to those two men's lives of where they're talking about each other when they go on you know even on their deathbeds they were talking about each other uh we don't have any of that without benjamin rush being the between on those two so in addition to the country he also kind of assaged what we know about two of our great founding fathers uh just on his own yeah that's right that was a uh that 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 episode in particular was one that was really fun to write um and one really fun to tell because that's one of my favorite stories uh, in history, um, because after the election of 1800, uh, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams had a huge falling out um, because that election got very ugly. If we think that elections today are ugly, it still pales into in comparison to, to some of the things that went through that one. Um, and uh, and there was a serious falling out, but it was also a very crucial time in our history. Uh, after George Washington stepped down, that was essentially passing the torch from one person within essentially his own party. He was apolitical, but he very much aligned with the Federalists much more um, uh, from from one person within their own party to another. This was a test of can two people from two completely separate political parties be able to peacefully transfer power? Uh, and the answer was yes, we could do that, but it came at the expense of the, the friendship of these, these two extraordinary figures in, in history. And they went uh, over a decade without even talking to uh, one another after this election. And then uh, Benjamin Rush was a, a mutual friend between the two, and he was able to finally uh, broker the peace uh, right before he died. And it was uh, actually his death that helped sort of solidify that their friendship would uh, would continue on. Yeah, I love how we have these big sweeping things in history, and and these these people like the founding fathers and others they kind of get they call they kind of get marbleized because we get used to seeing them on their statues and in the <laughs> DC memorials, and we forget these are people and these are men uh, and the women in history too. But we forget they're just normal people, and they had you know. They had grudges and they had bad days and they had pettiness and they had. But um, one thing I love about this series and what you're doing with it in history in general is if you really break stuff down to just the people and get to the stories of the people, you can really start seeing the building blocks of what made America great in the first place. I think a little bit better than just sometimes the terminology, which kind of gets lost in uh, buzzwords and things like that. But at least to me, I think when you start seeing how these people in their relationships, like the, (laughs) the fighting that went on, like the, the ugliness of that election, you talk about that election is, is immensely important on how we had elections going forward. Um, Mm -hmm. I think things like that just bring it alive in a way that some of our terminology and some of our current debate on things like Twitter, where everything's just buzzwords and hit and run, I think that's where you really start getting a feel of this and it becomes more real to you than just terminology. Yeah. And I I think it it also kind of helps give us sort of a template on how we can react uh, in our own, in our own lives and in our own time, see that even, even some of these great men and, and women 
uh, we're subject to to faults and to failure and and seeing how they recovered from those faults and failures uh, is something that is incredibly important because we have those things too. Uh, it's, it's, we've progressed a lot as a society, but we haven't progressed. Uh, we haven't progressed beyond, beyond failing in our own lives. Um, so it's going to happen and being able to see how, how these other, other great figures throughout history have, were able to move on beyond that um, is going to be, crucial in the in the next steps uh, for for wherever we decide to go to uh, in the future yeah i think so too and uh, we talk about on our show all the time uh, human nature is undefeated so that's why it's important to do history stuff because you can you can tell how people going to act because they haven't really changed that much uh caleb friends appreciate your time so much today the new season of the podcast comes out on the third tell folks where they can find you on your social media the podcast and the other things you have going on with young voices yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Caleb Franz. It's just my first and last name. I got pretty lucky in that in that sense. Um, uh, you can follow Young Voices on Twitter at Young Voices Org, uh, and then Profiles and Liberty. Uh, you can get that anywhere where you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple. Um, it's uh, on all podcast uh, services. So check it out. Subscribe. Give us a review, and it would be very appreciated. All right. He called me old and he took a dig at my Twitter handle. That's enough out of you, young man. Uh, <laughs> all right, boss. I appreciate you giving us a little time. Uh, you are my superior young voices, but you're a joy to work with. We'll have you back on soon and definitely we'll be following the podcast because I love that stuff. Thank you so much for the time today. Hey, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.